Hello, and thank you for joining me. This is Jaded. I am Jody. I believe that was Ella Goulding and Love Me Like You Do. And if I got her name wrong, forgive me. Today is December 11th, 2018. And five days from now, my second youngest son will be 24. And a week from now, my eldest son will be 25. Kenner, Kyler, I love you. I love you so much more than I can show you because I have issues with that. <laughs> but... Nonetheless, um, this is just a catch-up. You know, we love those catch-ups with Jody, where we get to hear about all of the things that go on in her life that she thinks are complicated and crazy, but that most of us know are just kind of a part of life. So, hey, here we go. So, the other night, and I'm sorry to have to start with this, but I don't know how else to do it, because it is most forefront on my mind, and it's... Something I've been unable to work out on my own. So, here we go. You all know about my good friend Nick. Nick has recorded with me quite a few times. Um, more times than any of my other guests, I would guess. <laughs> guest, guest. <laughs> I think I'm funny, but I'm not. <laughs> anyway, folks. Um, my good friend Nick. I, I've been through... I, I'm going through some things right now. Uh, most recently, I lost my job with my most recent employer, and that's going to make it a little difficult for me to make rent. And who hasn't been there? Yeah, fucking all of us have. And, well, for me particularly, things like losing your job, even though it, you know, it's not like I lost a job in L.A. working for a big producer or anything. I lost a job working for a wicked, wicked woman who happens to be fortunate enough to have a husband who is service disabled and runs a business of his own, small business, and, well, they've done very well for themselves, it seems. But, not a nice lady, ladies and gentlemen, and I will oust her right here, right now, because I can. Marathon Medical was a great place to work for, if you can work for John St. Ledger. If you have to work under Lynn, let me just tell you, not a nice woman, very insecure, very erratic, like most women, I think. In fact, I think my biggest fear with Lynn is that she is me in 20 years when I lose my shit. Because basically, Lynn has lost her shit. Uh, business will be running fine for a certain amount of time. And all of a sudden, she will decide, out of nowhere, to do something crazy, like hey, you know, we've got a contract with a particular vendor and turns out we've been having them drop more of our products than they've been delivering to us. So we're going to change that and I want everything to come into Denver. So you know what? Uh, like a good employee does, my boss went ahead and had everything start coming to Denver. And then when shit hit the fan because we didn't have any of the products that these orders were coming in for, my boss, my, my female, my whatever, the bitch comes back and says, well, I never said that. Well, hold up. Like, this is a small business, so we shifted gears entirely. It's kind of like being on a... It's <clears throat> Sorry. But I relate it to being like being on a submarine. You're on a submarine. All of a sudden, you realize the direction you're going is wrong. So you turn that motherfucker around. And in order to turn that guy around... You know, it's not just a couple punching buttons. It's an entire shift of the operation to go a different direction. And when we do that, 
suddenly she claims not responsible, not her word, she didn't do that. Okay, we'll get over this little manic episode. We will switch things around, and I will say if anything, I've been super fucking flexible with this company. I went from being customer service, where all I did was answer phones all day, to being in the warehouse, where all I did was pack and ship all day, to being in I don't know what, but Jody, you're responsible for everything. And, you know, I graduated into that. Okay, great. I can do this. And I did. Only, I got injured. I got hurt. I guess lifting and packing boxes was maybe, maybe for my younger years and not for this year. But I got injured. And I missed days. And she did not like me missing days. And so, therefore, I was fired. Okay, so now I'm fired. And now my good friend Nick is worried about me. Nick is always worried about me. Um, I don't know, maybe he's known me long enough to know that there's always some kind of something going on in my life. And he has been worried about me. So I was not able to reach him Saturday. I have been able to reach his daughter who asked me to go with her to a CA meeting. For those who don't know, CA is for Cocaine's Anonymous. But it... Basically, it's a lot like NA in that there's a bigger umbrella as far as whom is allowed to the meetings, who they believe they are helping, and who they want to be a part of them. And I'd never been to CA before, but I agreed to go with my good friend Luna. And Luna happens to be Nick's daughter. And I tried to let Nick know that I'd be coming over, that I had spoke with Luna, we had plans. I got no response. That's typical for Nick. He's since told he's told me for a long time now, Jody, if you can't reach me, you know where I am. I am always there. Please feel free to come by. So I was hungry. I was looking for some support. I was also planning on going somewhere with his daughter later. So I show up at his house after sending two texts that went unacknowledged. I show up and I see him in his little window. Now, let me paint this picture for you, folks, because it's, it's quite an interesting picture. So, Nick owns a, a home in North Denver, not far from the Natural Sciences Museum. Um, nice looking home. It's got a couple windows up front. It's got the front door, and there's one window that happens to be the window to his office. And more than 10 years ago, my children and I hung out at Nick's a lot. Uh, I was a single mom then and definitely looking for support as far as men go because I did not have a great role model for my kids as far as their father and definitely thought that any positive male influence that I could be around that may influence my kids would be good. And Nick was one of those people. And at the time, my son Kyler was difficult. He was difficult. And one day while playing at Nick's house, somehow the ball Kyler hit happened to hit the window in Nick's office. Now this is double pane glass, as he will remind me, this is double pane glass, not cheap to repair. And of course he knew I didn't have the money to fix it. So what Nick did was he knocked those panes out. He <laughs> then proceeded to cut off the screen, so there's only half a screen in this window. Half a screen in this window that used to have 
two panes that he could close. Um, now he's got a half screen, and Nick loves to stand at that screen and smoke his filterless camel cigarettes. Filterless camels, for those who don't know, <laughs> are powerful. Those are some powerful cigarettes. No filter. And he smokes them like they're going out of style. So I pull up to his house, fairly unannounced, since he had not acknowledged my text, so not sure he knew I was coming. But when I come up, he's in the window and he's on the phone. So I start some smart response to him about how he never responds. I realize he's on the phone. And I proceed into the house where both his daughters are, and I sit down and we start talking. Um, took about 15, 20 minutes before Nick finished his conversation. He then comes out of his office, greets us, and invites me in, into his office. Of course, that's, that's where we smoke pot. So he invites me in. I come in. I sit. He is very drunk. I, I don't know how long he'd been drinking, but I do know that Nick likes to keep a box of wine in his closet that he hides and I could tell that he had been imbibing. And I said, you know, I noticed you were on the phone when I got here. Is everything okay? Oh, yeah, 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 that was just my sister. Your sister, yes, everything okay? Well, she basically doesn't believe that we're not together. And immediately red flags go up. What? I posted a picture on Facebook shortly after my birthday. My good friend Nick rented a cabin up in Estes Park, invited me up. Uh, I have injured my shoulder, folks. I am in a weakened state. I can't explain why or how, but I can tell you it is quite painful. And that weekend, fortunately, there was a hot tub. Uh, I was able to kind of relax a little bit, soak in the hot tub. We had a good time. And the cabin itself was quite amazing, if I do say so myself. Once we got the key and walked in, there were so, so many things in this cabin that I could place upon different years in my life. I realize that may sound a bit odd, but the curtains on the front wall were the same color curtains that I had bought initially for Roshanda, but because I don't see her very often, I ended up giving to my friend Ed, and I hung them in his room dark green teal kind of went perfect with his eagles paraphernalia and and then on the floor in the kitchen in this little kitchen in this cabin there was a rug that looks exactly like the rug that my friend sherry used to have in her front bathroom the one that like nobody used but it was the same damn rug and then the bedspread on the bed was <laughs> one that i had had myself personally years before. It was it was just very nostalgic, I guess. And we had a great time. We had a great time. Nick and I tend to have a great time until until he gets past that point where he got the other night. And let me finish leading up to it. So the sister saw the picture and mentioned something about it, something about Nick being in a relationship. And Nick says, no, 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 no. It is not like that. Because Nick knows from all the many, many, many times I've told him, I am not attracted to Nick in that way. Now, say what you want about that, but it's a fact. I am a very emotional person, 
if any of you can tell. And my emotions do get the best of me more often than not. And emotion for Nick is not sexual. It's not desirous. It is not not exciting. It's comforting, it's stable, it's warm and it's loving. But it's not exciting. It is not doesn't make my heart go thump thump. It it's just not. And it never has been. Now, I don't know if there are any ladies out there that can commiserate with me on this, but no matter how many times you tell a man you are not attracted to him, they just don't get it. They don't get it. And you try being nice. You try telling them there's no feelings there. And and if you're like I am, and that is desperate for healthy connection, you believe them when they tell you that it will not interfere with your friendship. But again, if any woman knows this story, it always does. It always does. And I have another good friend like this who knows that I don't want a relationship, knows that I don't see him in that way, but they're ever hopeful. Always the gentleman treats you so well, so kind. And I wish, I honestly wish I had it in me to be able to invoke those feelings. But I've tried. And I can't. And I absolutely cannot be fake. And being able to say that I share the same feelings they do would have to be fake. Trying even to pretend I have those feelings, trying to act them out, feels like a betrayal to my very soul. I don't know if that makes sense to anyone, but for me it's case in point. I can't betray myself. And if I don't love you that way, I don't love you that way. And... Nick being on the phone with his sister who kept telling him, you know, Jody's a beautiful woman. You guys look really happy together. I don't understand why you're not in a relationship. Well, I think all of those words and all of those misgivings, those are all things that Nick carries in his soul. I think Nick believes I'm beautiful. I think he knows that we have great times together. But there's that thing, and that thing is me. And I don't feel romantic towards him. I don't feel sexual towards him. In fact, it kind of grosses me out to go there because he's so much more of a father figure. And though I have daddy issues, I don't have those kind. So, anyway, we started drinking a little bit of Fireball. Apparently, we had too much. And at one point, he just started behaving unacceptably, making disgusting requests, uh, continued to touch me, just made me uncomfortable to the point where I had to go. And it was literally pick up my bag, pick up my coat, and walk out the door. And as I did so, because I knew he was slower moving, I knew he was drunk, as I'm leaving, I said to his daughters, please don't let him follow me. Because they were, of course, on the couch. So I'm walking out to the car, and I, I can hear him open the door behind me. And I look back, and I saw him hesitate. And I thought, okay, 
his daughters must have said something to him. And indeed they had. He did not follow me to my car, but I was frustrated, emotionally upset, got in my car and went home. And texted his daughters back and forth. Uh, just said, you know, can you get that bottle of whiskey out of his office? Uh, I'm sorry, you guys. I know I left in a weird state. Um, and his one of his daughters said to me, well, apparently he misunderstands the nature of your relationship. Now, that is true. Or is it? I said, you know, I do think that he wants more than I do. However... I've made it pretty clear what I do and don't want, and sometimes he just pushes the limit. You know, I mean, who doesn't who doesn't push the limit? We all do. So today he texts me and he says, "I'm worried that I offended you. I don't remember much of it. Can you tell me what happened?" So I lay it out for him. You kept asking to see my pussy. And you wouldn't keep your hands off me. So I left. And of course, he's in a bit of a state of turmoil. I'm, I'm sure contrite, upset, offended even. Offended by his own behavior, I think. And he did say that. He said, I have never done something where I did not remember. And I had to laugh. Folks, I had to laugh. Because if any of you have listened to any of my podcasts, you know that I've forgotten probably 75% of my life. Blacked it out. For whatever reason and well of course I have to forgive him of course I would because I've often been the person on the other side asking for forgiveness but it has thrown me into a loop I I hate these loops folks I hate these loops In my life, I tend to go round and round with the same cycles going over and over. And one of them is making friends with men who fall in love with me, whose feelings I cannot reciprocate, and then at some point it becoming so uncomfortable that I have to cut them off. Now, I did that with Nick for 10 fucking years, people. 10 fucking years! I stayed away from him because his love for me was so on the tip of his tongue. Every time I saw him, he was very in love with me. And I needed to get away from that because I couldn't reciprocate it. And it's a very guilty, guilty feeling. It's a guilty life to live when you are interacting with someone who would maybe do everything in the world for you and cares so much about you but you can't reciprocate. And I'm wondering if we are there again. I guess I just have to watch Nick's drinking and see how it goes because that is most definitely when he is the least uh, in control of his feelings and emotions and actions. So I I am debating that as I record this. Um, I don't have a lot of folks in my life that truly give a shit about me. Uh, Most of those that do have oh so many problems of their own and 
I don't know, I seem to be a beacon of light, though I shouldn't be. And I had really hoped that Nick could be a stable, positive force in my life. But last night, I've always said I will not be a victim. I will not be a victim again. And last night, not that I felt like I could be because I was completely in control of myself, but the situation itself just brought about some PTSD-ish feelings, and I bolted. So, though I love my friend Nick dearly, I can't be around that type of energy. Uh... When I am in love, it is with someone that I can't keep my hands off of. Someone that my heart skips a beat when I think of them, when I see them, when I hear their voice. Those aren't feelings that I can force or fake. And I don't have them for Nick. So, positive forward thinking. I do hope that Nick and I can record again. I do think a lot of our recordings... Well, some of our recordings anyway. There is good information in there. But as far as where Jody stands now, uh, once again, she stands alone. I am pretty good at that, but it is lonely. So, more later, of course, going to see my kids, my grandson, especially. Oh my gosh, I love that little guy, Eli. Can't even tell you guys how much miss him like crazy so not that you got much out of this but in case anybody is following my plight this is where i am uh this is jaded i am jody thank you for listening